Hello, and welcome to OKC Span, the only podcast called OKC Span. Hi. Hi. Good morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this podcast, but I assume it's probably probably morning time when it's early on the internet and the sun's just starting to come up on the internet. You can hear the little little birds starting to chirp outside as the sun is starting to come up over the horizon on the internet. It's another beautiful morning on the World Wide Web. Now that we've sat with that beautiful thought, let's uh, let's move on to business. Welcome to the OKC Span podcast, where I, your host Marty Piercy, enthusiastically welcome you almost every week. Today I have a guest, uh, <laughs> my friend James. E. When I say friend, he's my friend. We typically call each other buddy, and that's because. That kind of sounds sarcastic. Like you can't tell if you're saying, you know what, you're my friend, or saying, like, uh, listen, here, I will buddy. kick your ass. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm about to pass the mic to James England. James England, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, James. Hey, Marty. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Like we both, we could do a whole. I, I was trying not podcast. to do the bird noises like Harlan Williams would do on yes. like his comedy specials while you're going through that intro. <laughs> My uh, yeah, my friend Brad definitely would have been like he can't help himself. He get right in there. He imagines himself quite the Michael Winslow. Uh, that's because he's got an Urkel on his team. Nice. That's why he's Winslow. Anyway, yeah, he would have definitely been in there with. Yeah, we can we can put those in in post, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah, we probably, you know, if there's anything that Stephen likes doing is spending hours. Listening, <laughs> listening to this podcast and getting yeah. the best possible edits. Um, so uh, James is with me. James, uh, to you and the audience, the listeners, you don't know James, and I'll tell you why. Because he's behind the scenes. He's more of a, I kind of fancy him a kingmaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy behind the guy. Absolutely. Which guy am I behind? You're behind David Holt right oh. now in oh. my mind. Yeah, you're, the, you're to blame. <laughs> James, James, we both uh, listened to about as many chat pile songs. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I don't know if uh, you at home or in your car. Um, let's face it. As much as I hate cars, you're in your car listening to this. It's almost certain. Um, yeah, our our cool mayor that uh, likes to get on Instagram and other socials. He tweeted a congratulations to local. Rock and Roll Heroes chat pile for their unique Oklahoma City-based style of hard rock and roll music. <laughs> um, they apparently had, according to, I don't know, some magazine or online concern of some sort that does rankings and lists, they were the 70th best new album or band or Something great. I don't know. I mean, congratulations to Chat Pile. They're good. They're good people, and I'm glad for their success. They should put him in one of those train cars on the mural. 
<laughs> right behind All American paint, Rejects at this point. Paint over. Let's see. There's somebody on there that is 100% not from Oklahoma. I don't remember. Like, God, that is a hideous mural. My favorite is um, the Jason White. Jason White, the yeah, the <laughs> the air conditioner guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how he like hey, he gave up all of his knee ligaments for the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> he can stay there forever. What made him get that haircut though? You think that's a concussion I, issue? I, it might be genetics. It might be genetics. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. There are a lot of. Uh, a lot of whites with bad haircuts. <laughs> no shade. Have you ever seen old pictures of him when he won the Heisman? I mean. And he's got the biggest wide leg jeans you could imagine. <laughs> he's like 27 years old because he's had three red shirts. That's hilarious. No, it's I great. don't. Yeah. He's got like jinkos on. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, man. I mean, his last name is White. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you pronounce it with the hard H? Right. <laughs> um, so James comes to us uh, as a transplant. I mean, James, you've been here you're pretty much your whole adult life, though. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I graduated college, it was like the first thing I did is like, I need to get to Oklahoma and live here. <laughs> you're like, the, the mountains surrounding Salt Lake City are beautiful, but right, yeah. what would be better is a flat place that is hot. Yeah, how can I find a place that has politics that are just about as weird, but, <laughs> but also completely worse. different? Yeah. <laughs> Did you vote for Mitt Romney? Oops. Mitt Romney was the governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I, you know. I will say he did a decent job with the Olympics in 2002, from what I recall when I was like 14 years old. Well, yeah, I forgot about those existing. Yeah. Was it? Was it, so you were a kid, so you yeah. didn't have to front any of that tax burden. No. Nope. Did you really enjoy having the Olympics in your town? Actually, to be honest, like they built the light rail specifically oh. because of the Olympics. Oh. And there's a couple of different stadiums that they put in different cities, mm-hmm. and those are all. Salt Lake did a pretty decent job at yeah. it. I think most most places lose their ass when they do it. Yes. So everything that Salt Lake's using, they, as far as I know, they're still using it. That's cool. That, that's something I always wonder about. Like uh, Vancouver definitely took a bath on their Olympics. Um, when uh, Barry was in, nearing the end of his term as uh, president of these United States, he lobbied the Olympic Committee representing the city of Chicago. And I don't know anybody in Chicago who was in favor of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we were all like, no, we fucking ruin our town, man. Yeah. Like, go ahead and build some casinos on the lakefront if that's what we're going to do. Just, like, miserable. Like, I honestly, I don't know how anybody, any community decides to go ahead and do I mean, like... Think about the World Cup in Brazil. Right. Or think about the World Cup that David Holt went to where they used literal slave labor. (laughs) Slaves died (laughs) making the stadiums. That's fucking crazy. They they had to move the the time of year so that it could be a little bit cold, cooler for the players and it's still like 130 degrees outside. It's still deadly hot. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, otherwise FIFA is one of the more... I'd say upstanding and like right. transparency is crucial to them. Yeah, and they had absolutely no controversies with the most recent Women's World Cup. Mm, no, uh, that went off smoothly yeah. and everybody was happy with all of the results throughout, yeah. mm-hmm. as far as I recall. Um, you know, it, 
it's not really uh, it's not what I spend a lot of time talking about but man that honestly that UAE World Cup is like like the, I can't take anything seriously or even enjoy any of that anymore like that is so oh it's Qatar not not UAE Qatar why did, why did anyway yeah i couldn't remember you, you, i thought guy barry a, called a cutter i remember that uh, they did deal. they called it that when i was a child and they had a war on I, yeah i feel like people just change like yeah. yeah i mean like i've seen a lot of movies and uh heard a lot of uh a lot of arabic on those movies and never heard somebody go cutter yeah, you know what i call it not a good place for a world cup <laughs> I think it's on their flag. <laughs> do not have the World Cup here. People will die. Slaves and uh, athletes will die. Um, I, I think it's great to get, let's get the rowdiest sport that is beloved around the world by drunks and let's put it in it's a so dry <laughs> country, like yeah. where you could actually go to prison for drinking alcohol. Right. I think that's pretty cool well, didn't they have um budweiser sponsoring it and then everyone showed up and they only had the bud zeros <laughs> i don't you know a fool and his money are soon parted i don't i don't really care about that part of it mm -hmm. but i think it's funny yeah well um, marty knows local politics i know about the beer about, situation and the stadium and you and play you actually yeah. play fifa so you're kind of like an insider yeah i i still play fifa what is it 20, 21, FIFA 21, like every day. I thought you were going to say 2012. <laughs> I really did think you were going to say like a really old iteration. Well, of that, that's like NCAA football. I, what was it? 2012 was like the very last year that they made it. And I played that in my PS3 until my PS3 chip like stopped working. I had to pull my PS3 apart, like take the, the heat gun to the chip, put the PS3 back together just to play it again. Huh. And it lasted for like another three weeks. Huh. I did it again. <laughs> Uh, then that was the end of me playing NCAA football. So you, you're uh, you're kind of a nerd, a little uh, bit. And so I think like people wouldn't expect that about you, seeing you out and about in your in your summer finery. <laughs> um, you want to describe it? Okay, James loves to wear as little clothes as possible during the summer. Think think Venice Beach, but. I, I've never seen James rollerblading in a speedo. To be fair, I've never seen. Hey, if you give me some rollerblades, I find the speedo. speedo. I find the speedo. We do it. Okay, you'll do part of the work too. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm well, just, I, I can't imagine that. myself using the rollerblades too much. These sidewalks are too bumpy. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You can, well, you could go in the street, and I mean, you will get hit by a car. Absolutely, probably on purpose. Especially so James likes to wear. Like tank tops and short shorts with a fanny pack. Um, he's a type of guy um, <laughs> that goes to the Y to work out and then goes and drinks a beer afterward and wears a fanny pack. And I don't know. Uh, Did you mention the fanny pack? I can't mention it enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing. Like he's wearing a fanny pack right now. Well, you took it off. Yeah, it's in my, it's in my bicycle bag. Okay. Well, he wore one in. I sure did. Um, and explained that he had poured a protein drink down his shorts earlier. That is not how they work, but it's we're gonna what try did. whatever we can try at this age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it'll be interesting, and I'm never opposed to interesting. James, I want to ask you, as a capitalist, okay, 
how do you sleep at night? With a CPAP machine. Mm, comfortably. <laughs> That's what uh, 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 Connor said. Comfortably, probably. <laughs> in, that, yeah, in, that, I, in that fine condo of yeah, his. I read a little bit about that, yeah. He yeah. wanted you to ask about my toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suggested that James's fancy toilet was not made of gold or platinum, but was rather made of other impossibly more expensive toilets um I, real throne like but game of thrones throne like with like daggers in the back yeah just pieces of toilet yeah <laughs> grim the grisly uh, dismemberment of hundreds of toilets to build your one super <laughs> toilet every time i see a toilet outside i just bring it right in and stack it in there. <laughs> you're finding them on the, that's the best place to find a toilet let's be honest is yeah. on the side of the road in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. They switch out their toilets all the time in Tecumseh. It's a real toilet-centered town. I can imagine. They call it Toilet Town, T-Town, Tecumseh. Anyway, that's where I went to high school. So now I do want to ask you about your thoughts. So uh, something I like about James is he's engaged with local politics, but he's not like a dick about it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not all he talks about, like some people um, being me. Um, but that's why, I, like, I also, James is my friend, even though we call each other buddy. buddy. Um, so I want to get your perspective. Not that you're like some every man in Oklahoma City. Uh, I like to, I like to think if every man was like me, we'd have a lot fewer problems. Well, you it, know, it would I, look terrific outside at least. When I was, a, well, that's right. Everybody <laughs> would have to wear fanny packs and short shorts and the music would be incredible i would just roll my pant leg up another turn yeah maybe uh, two or three show a little yeah show a little more ankle um when i was a kid the church that we attended where my dad was the pastor uh this town where i was born holdenville oklahoma i'm not gonna tell you my mother's maiden name because i want you to get in my bank account unless you're gonna put something in there um we had a sign up in the church above one of the doors that led to Sunday school classrooms and the fellowship hall. This is all foreign to James. He grew up uh, more or less a religious, but has a Mormon. Oh yeah. There goes the secret. Yeah. Oh, I'll dox you. I'll I've, tell people where you live. I don't give a fuck. I've got some royalty in there. No, <laughs> everybody does. Is it, is it Indian royalty? It's Indian royalty, isn't it? <laughs> My great-grandmother was a, was a Sioux princess. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, my dad told me. Okay. <laughs> now that we had a sign in that church that said, if everyone in this church were just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Be empty. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people who believe this is bunk, I guess. I don't, mm. Um did have a dream last night that my mom was listening to the podcast and was like, I don't think you even listen to that. It's got, like I say, some swears in there. And then I said a swear in the podcast. I was like, Actually, I say a lot of them. I assume my mother doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, what do you think about the arena? That's really what I was getting around okay, to. Okay, the arena. Tell me what you th what are your thoughts about the oh. arena? Because I know we don't see completely eye to eye on some of this no, stuff. No, I, don't, I, I think the reason why you like me is because I like to rev you up a little bit mm -mm. so no i fucking hate that so i think the, the business of big league sports in america mm -hmm. is that cities get fucked over and you just see in nashville where they've 
they're building a brand new football stadium mm-hmm. because otherwise the team that used to not be in Nashville <laughs> would leave Nashville, right? Right. And they've already demonstrated a willingness to leave behind ex- the town that exactly. Spent billions and, on them. and so the Tennessee Titans valuation, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm not a stats guy, but I think their valuation not a stats d- doubled guy. from like two to four billion dollars as soon as that was approved, like it was gonna happen. And the city's gonna eat most of it. I don't know what the numbers are either. Someone's gonna be on the other side of this being like, oh, he's wrong. But um <laughs> well I mean if they can you, get their own podcast. If, exactly. If you wanna have a major league sport, that's kind of the blood game. Mm. So then you have to figure out, do you want that sport or do you not want it? Mm. I, I, I think Oklahoma city in general is better off with the team than without it because it gives people to talk about something they have in common as something that people actually, people actually can, you know, you can have terrible politics and you can still have a conversation with somebody. Right. And yeah, unless it's, partisan college football in which case well, that, yeah. you might get your ball torn off yeah but know, i mean that's henry Texas. hudson's yeah no that was between osu and Oklahoma. no i thought that was ou texas oh you, oh you might be wrong yeah anyway i don't care it's your podcast you're right um <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> but is i think when, when it comes to a lot of the stuff that you talk about um when it comes to financing things through taxpayer money, you, you don't always want to make sure you get all your money back, right? Mm. It's not like this park's going to pay for itself. Right. This road's going to pay for itself. This bike lane's going to pay for itself. So you're yeah. going to you're gonna lose money off of it. And you're going to lose money off of it to people who don't need your money, but they're going to take it. But it, that's sort of the game. Mm. And so you just kind of have to get the best deal reasonable to keep going. Mm. And then you just realize like you can use the arena for other things. Like I know you're probably going to dude perfect the next time they show Love up it. the rodeo. If they do it, there still PBR is going to be there. I Matter of fact, uh, well, I don't know if it'll be at some potential new arena. I have to assume so, but that's years away. But yeah, the new, the new scoreboard will be unveiled to the public at the uh, PBR. As, as we're getting older I mean, bigger scoreboards are very useful. Uh, Yeah, so I can see them better. That's a good point. So, I mean, if we go back to where I grew up, um, Salt Lake City, the Jazz, you know, also a stolen (laughs) franchise, right? Um, Yeah, Salt Lake City known for its uh, free jazz and also known for all the black people uh, who created jazz there in Salt Lake City. Well, you know, now I live in the jazz district that has no jazz. So, you know, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) That's because in America, we tear something down and name the the replacement after what's gone. So I'm surprised it wasn't like... Surprised your neighborhood isn't uh, called the... uh, black cultural hotspot apartments uh it's just <laughs> white folks like well you uh, know the apartments by me they they're the the deep deuce apartments at bricktown it's like it's not at bricktown. <laughs> yeah <laughs> some angels naming bullshit right, right but i mean so salt lake city the, they built the delta center back when in like the 90s mm. I can't believe that the Delta Cafe chain of restaurants had the kind of money to get naming rights of a basketball. Isn't that fantastic? In Salt Lake, of all places. Like, it's, I mean, again, I don't know Salt Lake 
if it's known for its southern cuisine or what, I don't know. I haven't been there except for the airport that looked like a redressed junior high. <laughs> cinder block building odd that's the way they build everything <laughs> just cinder blocks just cinder blocks so okay now you're making some interesting yeah. points i mean but uh, what i was going to say about that is they built the dental center back in the the 90s maybe the 80s mm. and they they're they're able to renovate it and keep it nice mm -hmm. and keep it up and I mean, it's like 15, 20 years older than what we built. Now I know that what was built in maps was kind of like the the lowest of the low things, so they say. Well, but yeah, if you believe them, that's that, that, everything that they anyway. Stats yeah. are obfuscation in general, anyway, yeah. right? But but I I think it would be better if they could find a way to improve, or if they can't, like this new one, better have a plan to last itself 40, 50 years. Well, that's the thing. Like, we can't expect that at this point right. in, in the way that we do things in America and the way that we do things in government in America, and especially the way things we do, the way we do things in government here on a microcosmic scale in the state of Oklahoma and specifically the mm -hmm. county and city of Oklahoma. Like, we, we are very good at doing a new thing that is just a veneer of the new thing. Right. Like even like people, people laud, uh, my friend James Cooper, um, on the city council for having, uh, brought all this, uh, police reform items. Well, they're bullshit. Like p community policing is policing. That's not better. It's not mm. good. It's like, I mean, that's liberal shit. That's not progressive shit. But, like, that's how we do stuff. It's like, oh, I have a good idea. Let me piss in it and split it three ways. Mm -hmm. Like, that. so, yeah, we're not going to get, regardless, we're not going to get an arena built to last. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But do you know where the Bulls of Chicago play basketball? The United Center? Yeah. You know where they played basketball back when Michael Jordan was with them? But that's the reason why I know it's the United Center. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, and they've been From playing there North for... North Carolina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great, too. It's a good stadium, and they, they are constantly improving it. Um, I think what you're getting at is we need to get an airline sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Delta, <laughs> uh, United, uh, Southwest probably has a place in Houston. I don't fucking maybe, know. Maybe we can get Emirates Air. Maybe... About Mr. Alaska Holt. Air. What well, I was we thinking Mr. Holt might have some Oh, some he's got connections. some connections yeah. with the Emirates. Well, man, I'm not going to make up a whole conspiracy <laughs> on a podcast, but like his series of day jobs, uh, let me just say those things don't exist in a vacuum mm -hmm. uh, of morality and ethics. Uh, well, they do exist in a vacuum that... that that uh, excludes morality and ethics. But anyway, I'm not saying that his, the capital company he works for finances terrorism. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm literally not saying that that is the case. Didn't he have to step down from there? Or is that a... I have no fucking idea. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, he has two to three jobs. There's no way he can even bicycle around the city. How's he going to get from City Hall to the law school on right. a bike, right. James? Yeah. That's just not reasonable. I mean, that's that's at least three, four pedals with those legs. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one of those bikes that the, <laughs> the kids ride at. Uh, He's got a penny farling. <laughs> he, he rides a penny you know what? I'd have respect for him if he rode a penny farthing around downtown. Even just for a day, I'd be like, okay, hats off to you, Mayor. Run into the valet signed by the steakhouse in the bike lane. <laughs> in the fucking... Uh, I hate that so much. I slapped it with my hand on the way over. That, it didn't tip over. That came up... Man, no, maybe it didn't. I was going to say it came up on a previous episode of this podcast, as few as there are, but I don't think it has. Maybe it's part of OKC Span lore at this point. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, there, <laughs> I'll have to make a list of things that are OKC Span lore. Concerned taxpayer, Jim Couch, things of that nature. You, you probably have a super fan who's already done that. It's on a Reddit somewhere. <laughs> I would never see it. I looked at Reddit one time and I was like, well, this is a fucking mess. I can't. I can't. I can't see anything on here. I, I spend all my time on Reddit now. I, I don't doubt it. You spend your time doing that and probably making spreadsheets of the shit that you like to follow on Reddit. You should see my spreadsheets. I don't, I don't want to yeah. see your spreadsheets. Yeah, I, but I, I, you know, I dipped out on X as soon as it became X. Oh, yeah. And that time has to transfer somewhere. It doesn't go to anything good. Man, yeah. So it goes to me thinking about the arena and feeling rage about it. Well, Look, they're going to foist a vote on us before mm -hmm. the year is up. And that's, everybody needs to vote no. I don't care if it's a sweet deal. We need to all vote no. That's not acceptable to, to put us, to put to a vote billions of dollars of our future tax earnings uh, without any discussion or any meaningful inclusion of public voice on the issue. Uh, in fact, leaving out, I can say at least two wards consisting of 80,000 residents of the city each. And if you can leave out 160,000 residents entirely from representation in a conversation about something that our community is expected to foot the bill for a billion dollars, you know, well, I think it's irresponsible to vote for that uh, at this point. We, it hasn't been vetted at all. Look at what we had to go through for maps. Right. And that was nothing compared. Well, I mean, this gets to a pet peeve I have with maps versus what they're doing with the, the arena. Because, you know, with maps, everything was the pay for in advance, build it 10 years later. Pay as you go. Pay, right. But it's like... We were doing that, and this is where you get your local capitalist on this on the mics. Mm -hmm. We we were doing that when interest rates were two percent, and now we're going to go and take out a loan for a right. billion dollars when the interest rates are like thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what, what I don't know are. what they're going to be for cities. Like, is it seven? Is it eight? I really don't like, know. Yeah, but I mean, I think about I mean, all. We have of a the great rating. Uh, yeah. Like we we do. We have a like what is it? Standard and Poor's uh, is it? I think you. I think you're in the right area. But, uh, anyway, we have we have a great rating, uh, better than the state, um, as far as lending. So what? Yeah. So I don't fucking care. It's the same thing. Like I don't. But if I did have like insanely good credit and could get a loan, why would I get a loan for a car right now? I don't need a car. Why would I do it? Yeah. But I mean, you could have, you could have financed some of the things we're 
you know, the money that they're putting out for, for the, the different centers and all that stuff and get those built almost immediately for, mm-hmm. for a rate of interest that was like lower than inflation at the time. But right. we're going to pay as we go for that. Right. But, but not for this. But not, that, for the, not for the stadium. Yeah. That's good. See, I wouldn't have come up with, I mean, I just, that's not how that, I think of stuff like, yeah. like the practical side of, <laughs> of like interest rates and shit like that. I think about, re, I think about it as resources, mm-hmm. like what we can do as a community with the resources we have. But, um, so I'm glad to have some perspective from somebody who actually knows money. Shit. I, I, I took some know. math classes. You took a couple college, of math yeah. classes at, uh, the Utah the state university, <laughs> state university of Utah. Um, I love it when schools put the in front. I don't care. I don't care. Well, you know, Ohio State did it. We kind of just do it to throw it at Ohio State because yeah. no one, no one's paying attention to us, so we got to be loud. That's funny. We're also the, the Aggies, so like we have to, right? we have to deal with all the other Aggies, especially the really annoying ones down south here. Ooh, the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you like sports? I do. You. Uh, you do fantasy sports. A little bit. I, I toned down a little bit on that. Did you? Yeah. Was, was it bad for your mental health? Well, it's just, I know you're going to relate to this. So when you're watching a football game <laughs> yeah, and one team has a quarterback you got on one team and another team's got a quarterback you've got on your other fantasy team and you're just watching them pass and you don't, you don't know who you want. I see. Doing, it's, just, it's like you're crossing streams. No, I understand. Crossing too many streams. You got you get one team, those are your guys. So you kinda yeah. I like so when you're in multiple fantasy leagues at once, you're like you're seeing your favorite players play guys. I don't I would be bad at fantasy sports. Like I would be bad at managing a sports team, apart from all the the fact that I don't have any of the skills necessary to do that thing. (laughs) I would just I would rule uh, with emotion like I'm telling you the first baseman for the Cubs if I was the general manager of the Cubs the the first baseman would have been Derek Lee until he was ready to retire and he would have brought Anthony Rizzo up and taught him how to play first base Rizzo then would become the first baseman Derek Lee would be the first base coach and it would be like that until Rizzo was ready to retire you see what I mean? I, yeah. Like, but I don't. I don't care if they're not good anymore. They are good. They're cub. Yeah. I. I just. The only thing I understand about baseball is I assume they're going to hit a home run. The better their walk up music is. If, <laughs> if they got like some good reggaeton coming in, like oh, that, yeah. that's going to be a, a nice if hit. If it's some real gasolina, you yeah. know, yeah. like give me I that gasolina. Um, I. I like it that the, <laughs> the walk up music for like uh, James and I have gone to a few few Dodgers games together uh and I like it when the walk-up music is like oh somebody's was like John Deere green and like oh yeah this gets me amped up for right. sport uh, like at least uh oh we had that well he's the Dodger now like uh he's in the bigs or at least he got a cup of coffee we have Will Smith and he was just like uh, might as well lean into it. So oh, yeah. Fresh Prince theme that's, song. That's the best. When, <laughs> yeah. when, when they have like their name as part of the song and they lean might into as that. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there are any songs about Marty. I mean. If there are any songs about James, it's probably like a villain, don't you think? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I don't meet a lot of nice James. 
is so I'm going to get back to the arena for a minute just Absolutely. because it's pressing. Um, it's not the most pressing thing, but it's pressing. Um, even if the deal is really good, I'm going to be pretty skeptical about it, but that's my nature. Um, I think, I think that the public has been sold a bill of goods on how much it does for our economy. Like, like Bricktown's a little bit busier on a game night, maybe. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, because you're not spending 18 hours in Oklahoma City to go to a basketball game. Yeah, it's, re it's really good for the, the people who own parking lots. It's great for parking. And Toby Keith's. <laughs> yeah, pregame dinner at Toby's. Right. Uh, I love this pregame ritual. <laughs> Toby Keith's, I love. Anyway, I, whatever. But, like, we have better models. San Francisco uh, with AT&T Park has a better model. Um, obviously, I think the best that we can point to is Green Bay. Uh, that ship sailed, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, you know, I have a lot of ideals, but I'm not an idiot. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, what we're pushing for is some equity and some responsibility on the part of ownership of the team to pay living wages to staff at the arena that make those games doable. I mean, mm -hmm. they're putting in all these amenities currently, and we voted for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're getting ripped off, but like, oh, I shared with, uh, with some people the press release from this week. Uh, uh, press were invited this this morning to go oh i missed it anyway <laughs> we were we were invited to go to paycom to look at the improvements that have been being made over the last several months with maps money like we voted to pay for that so new retractable seats and other new seats some more new seats new giant billboard billboard it's true it's not unfair but it's a scoreboard mm -hmm. um and smaller uh, scoreboards for the rich people courtside to see better. Like it's weird. Um, whatever we voted for that shit. I just like I don't want to get nickel and dimed for that shit in perpetuity. Right. It'd be, um, be wonderful if you could find some way to have it be a partnership. But but and here's the thing though: when people say and people say it all the time, but what if they leave? They're not going to fucking leave. A, like Clay Bennett's not going to move the Thunder out of Oklahoma City. He might sell it. Oh, and then that—that's what would happen. He'd sell it, and make three billion dollars, and then they'd care. leave. And that's guess what? Take, take that up with Clay Bennett. Right. It's nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. But also, they could do that any time, anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, who's to say we vote for this and we're on the hook for a billion dollars, and they? And Clay dies because you know he got pretty sick a couple of years ago. I'm like, what if he, what if he up and, and dies? And so now there's nobody who really gives a shit about well, where I it is. I think, if I understand correctly, if this goes through, they have to sign a lease mm -hmm. through like 2050 or something. I don't know about through 2050. Also, we don't, we don't know because yeah. we don't yeah, know. You don't any have the, you don't the have details. The, we'll find the full transparency seven. 
10 days before the vote? <laughs> if that, yeah, just as early as they have to print yeah. the ballot, uh, they have to publicize the, val- the ballot. Yeah. That's when we'll know what's in there. And even then, that won't be much of the picture. Um, uh, yeah, but obviously, I'm pretty cynical about it, not just skeptical. I'm mostly skeptical, but also... Well, I don't know, man. I've been you. You've watched me this last <laughs> several years. You know, I'm just fucking yeah. tired from from the way that things work here. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just we uh, in America love love to say we don't negotiate with terrorists. Depends on which terrorists, right? If it's the Chamber of Commerce, we'd love to negotiate with terrorists, not. No, nah, you know what? We don't negotiate with them. We do not negotiate with the Economic De- Development Alliance in Oklahoma City. We do not negotiate with the Chamber of Commerce. We do not negotiate with the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, our city government takes what those organizations tells them, uh, tell them and uh, work that into policy. Well, didn't I see somewhere that there has not been one request for a TIF that's been turned down yet since the implementation of it? I believe that's true. I'm trying to think, you know, if it hasn't been, and I would, I mean, this is completely speculative. I'm not basing this on a, like a thing that I know or heard, but can it go public or anything? Nobody's ever going to hear this. Um, I believe that there was a, there might've been a couple of TIFs turned down basically because they were TIFs that were going to do what TIFs are supposed to instead of mm-hmm. what we actually use TIFs for. So they were for neighborhoods that are struggling. They weren't for yeah. like, that wasn't so much, let's give this rich person a bunch of free money yeah. so that they can build an, a new investment. Right. He, um, and this is something that, man, TIFs, that's a deep problematic yeah. subject that you know my feelings about. Uh, but I have one... I don't know him in real life. Just one person on the internet, on both my private, well, my personal Twitter, I shouldn't say private, it's very public, but uh, my personal Twitter and OKC span Twitter, he engages a lot. Uh, And he's libertarian. We clearly have some different uh, views on on a lot of things having to do with public money. But one thing that we agree on, man, every time a TIFF comes up, he's mm-hmm. like, oh boy, I know this makes you mad too. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and you know, my I'm, brother in arms. <laughs> and, and I'm somebody who would be much more willing of the idea of throwing some money at making good product projects. Right. But it seems like what happens is you have speculators buy up just fucked up land, mm-hmm. polluted can't pass anything. Yeah. They buy it for a million dollars. Then they have an agreement with somebody to sell it to them for $3 million. They just sit on it. And then <laughs> the new purchaser goes through the process in the back doors being like, Hey, I'm going to buy this thing. Can I get 2 million and 2 million in TIF funding to make up the difference? And then basically that speculator is making all the money off. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have, okay. So I, I don't want to put, I don't want to just talk my shit without like painting a more realistic picture. Now we do have in many of our incentive packages that we give out as a city or as a county. Um, I don't know anything about state incentives, so I wouldn't <laughs> care to speculate. But uh, 
But yeah, these incentives, we typically have built in some kind of clawback mm-hmm. clause, right? Yeah. How often do we do that? Probably never. I, I wonder. Like, I wonder, uh, I should ask Steve Lagma. I should have Steve on sometime. That'd be kind of fun. He's uh, a lot more conservative than I am. Mm-hmm. I know that's shocking, but uh, we, we really get along pretty well. But he would probably know that, um, know the answer to that. But I, I don't trust them is the thing. Like, ultimately... Like, as I said before, I, I won't name him because I don't have hard evidence of it, but one particular city councilor uh, back when voting on the Amazon deal changed his mind about how to vote because he realized that his transport company uh, that he had money in would make money off mm-hmm. of Amazon being here. And so he completely changed his vote. I mean, like, well, and he's probably one of the more like honorable people who have sat on that body in Uh the past 20 years. Um, So forgive me for a moment of cynicism, but we're fucked. Like we can't, you know why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have nice things. It'd be nice if any of that money was actually an investment in the property itself. Well, you put in 5% of the whole build price, then the city owns 5% of the building. So there's a neighborhood, I think it's a, I think this is a great uh, like microcosmic look at Oklahoma City. Um, there's a neighborhood called Dunbar Heights that is South Exchange, just the other side of the river, um, literally the fence that divides their neighborhood from the empty field to uh, immediately to the east, uh, that's the Wheeler District over mm-hmm. there. Like, matter of fact, uh, one of their busted up streets when I was out there, just, I mean, busted up street and framed perfectly from one end of the street to the other was the Ferris wheel. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, it's perfect, right? Um, so most of the houses in this neighborhood are those Sears kit houses that were kind of post-war. Do you, re- yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm you talking just, you about? You buy them in the catalog. And they come and, yeah. and basically assemble them. Yeah, I've rehabbed a few of those. And they're, I mean, they're all exactly the same floor plan, exactly the same dimensions, which makes it really easy to rehab one, by the right? way. Yeah. Once you've done one, you've got all the ideas for the rest of them. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, we, it was the same thing in Shawnee. We worked on a block that were like, I think five of the same house right in a row. Um, So that's what most of these houses are in that neighborhood. And they've been in their families since post-war era. Um, And that's all they got. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of grown adults living with their elderly parents and their uh, young adult kids. You know, it's like that kind of neighborhood, not very wealthy, uh, a lot of families, um, uh, fairly diverse uh, ethnically, but not financially. Yeah. Well, go figure. Speculators are hitting them all up all the time for like low ball cash offers right. on their homes. I'm not saying who, cause I don't know. I'm like, I'm not there and they're not calling me and saying, Marty, it was this developer or anything like that. But like that's been going on in that area. It's, I mean, like there weren't houses where Wheeler is, like, yeah. so it's not like they bought a bunch of houses. Yeah, just an airfield. Yeah. Um, but 
almost all that development that's around there, like Strawberry Fields, they did that. Um, I forget the one that, well, no, that's Strawberry Fields. Anyway, there's, well, there's Strawberry a, Fields, that's the debacle that's like not happening, right? I, the one that's like right next to the park that just. Um, so there are th three projects right next uh, to the park and I'm not sure which one. They're all kind of fucked up, yeah. but I don't know if Strawberry Fields falling apart. That's interesting. I'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk off mic about why that's uh, interesting to me. Um, I might be getting the names wrong. They're always like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like Elysium, uh, you know, just something. Uh, again, it should, probably should be like, like a uh, poor Mexican town. <laughs> like, you know, we're going to name it after what we're removing from the area. Right. Um, <laughs> the jazz district in uh, your neighborhood. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. These folks are getting approached for like low ball cash offers on their homes. It's really hard to turn that down. Mm -hmm. But the people who are offering them that, here's $30,000 cash. You've never seen this kind of money at once. It's life changing money for right. you. Um, I'm going to get $135,000 from that space. Mm -hmm. The house is going to be gone. That's worthless. Matter of fact, I, just, I wish it would burn so I didn't have to actually it tear it down. It probably will burn. It probably will. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, this city. That is, yeah. Yeah, but this ain't uptown. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uptown yet. Don't uptown my south side. Anyway. <laughs> um, just bring in a bulldozer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> It is remarkable the number of arsons that are going on around 23rd right now, though. I mean, but it's not just there. Like, no, it's not. I mean, even closer into the, the closer to downtown, you just see fires everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are definitely like, uh, this house is in the way of me making money. Mm -hmm. um, but also, or, or this building by a park is no longer useful. But I know the land will be really useful. Yes. And, I'm just going to leave it half burnt down for another year. My home. You can ask Steve about that one too. I know he's complained about it. A couple yes. Times. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, so um, my hometown of Shawnee, Oklahoma, it is like a spectator sport to burn down your building when your business fails. Finally, <laughs> like, like half of the buildings, like if you go down on main street in Shawnee, which is where my shop was, um, there are, I don't know, like a dozen pocket parks along mm. that six blocks because <laughs> there used to be a building here. It burned and nobody's going to build shit down there. So let's just clear out the lot and maybe put a pergola in it's there. It's kind of like what urban renewal was up here. Yes, <laughs> just, it's exactly just what urban renewal was. Yeah, only they did it. Yeah. Oh, fuck urban renewal. Uh, they still, we still have the urban renewal authority and they still own and call the shots on a great deal of the yeah. other side of the highway on deep, of Deep Deuce. Yeah, like, I mean, I believe they are still in charge of what's going on in the Hill development that's been mm -hmm. trying to be built for like 20 years. I think you're right. Um, Jesus. Um, man, this has been all over the place, and now I feel, I don't know how long we've been going, but I feel like it's probably about time to wrap up. Um, okay. We got a few minutes. Not too bad. Um, good. Time that means I can wrap. bring up. Somebody asked me online today, um, is the Oklahoman good now? What do you think? I have no use for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my answer. I, I don't I don't know what it was like. 
I, they were better with their paywall before, and I would <laughs> I'd read a few things, but I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I I can live without. Yeah, the paywall thing just doesn't it doesn't bother me. I'm, as somebody who tries to do this for a living right. and makes very little money at it, I like people deserve to get paid for their work. I yeah, I understand. <laughs> what I'm saying is like I don't know if their work's good, and I'm not right, I'm not, not going to just pay you to find out to, if your work is good. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think a lot of their, okay, so their reporters are largely just really dedicated workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the question for newspapers in general is always going to be about their publisher and what they're up to and the board, like the editorial board or right. whatever. But I'll say, like, something I've been really encouraged about from the Oklahoma and, and like, under Gannett, um, and, and I'm not going to say anything positive about Gannett because I don't. I don't care about any corporations and their success. They, they're not moral beings, so, you know. Um, but under Gannett, their editorial, editorial um, pages have been a lot more, um, a lot more e- equitable in the kind of opinion that hmm. they carry. Um, like, they, they sought uh, an op-ed from Joe Beth Hmm. Previous management of the Oklahoman would never. No. Um, they might reach out right now or after any vote to have a former opponent write an op-ed about, see why you should have voted for me. You know, like mm-hmm. that's something we might have expected. Yeah. But, but also like um, Walker Milligan mm-hmm. noted noted uh, progressive to leftist in uh in Oklahoma City Twitter space, uh, he's written a couple of op-eds for them. Um, Jess, Jess Eddy had a, an op-ed published by them. So, like, they're definitely, like, more willing to include uh, a range of voices that they previously weren't. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just the case. Like, that's not an opinion or anything, and it's not a value judgment even. That's just, that's true. So... The question is, is it good, is Oklahoma good now? It's kind of hard to, well, it's, it's really hard to answer because it's entirely subjective, but they asked me, they knew they weren't mm-hmm. looking for subjectivity, right? Um, I'm going to say that previously the Daily Oklahoman has been uh, lawful evil. And now I find them lawful neutral mm. with tiny little doses of chaotic neutral thrown in. And I, that's delightful to me. Like for, a, for Oklahoma's version of the old gray lady to have like a little touch of, uh, oh, what are they going to do here? You know? Oh, you're going to get one of the most polarizing like activists in Oklahoma City to write an op-ed for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'm, I will, I will check, check that out for sure, you yeah. know? And I think, like, uh, Steve eats a lot of shit online because he doesn't really pick a side because it's not his job, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, he does cheerlead things that he thinks are good progress for Oklahoma City that, that I don't, you know, and that's fine. But, like, Steve's, you know... I hate that we're seeing so many good reporters leave. Um, we saw, we've seen, 
kind of an exodus in the past year. And some of them are still doing some really great work elsewhere. Um, the recent uh, group of sports writers who left, they're already, they're already working on a new sports network, sports news network called a Toby Keith's. I love this, a new sports network. <laughs> um, that like, you know, some, some folks have gone to frontier, which is great or Oklahoma watch, which is excellent. Isn't uh, there a brand new one? There is a new one called Oklahoma voice. It's part of a network. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the athletic. It's just like the athletic. <laughs> it's actually, it's also just, it's more like the sporting news. There you go. It comes with some baseball cards once a year. I, my favorite fantasy football I ever played was on the sporting news. Well, I don't know what to say in response to that, except for way to go to Sporting <laughs> News for having uh, such a high-quality product for fa fantasy football. Taking you off track. Yeah, but Oklahoma Voice. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah they'll do good work. Uh, everybody I know who's working on that project is good. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm not as... I'm not as bleak about this stuff as a lot of people are, but I feel which like, is funny because I I'm feel like people sometimes romanticize what newspapers have ever been. They've always just been owned by rich people to kind of do whatever they want. Yes, there have always been really good, dedicated reporters banging heads with editorial desks that have to that are torn between the publisher and the. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, there, it was, was it a better day in American media when we had Hearst? Right. You know, like, was that? We, I mean, we just like, have the new the new owners of American media are Bezos and Musk. Yeah, yeah. And Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I remember, like, when I came out to my dad as a pinko lefty commie type, um, the part that he just couldn't, that finally frustrated him enough that he had to stop the conversation was when I said, said something about what he, like, you get the news from, like, GE mm -hmm. and Westinghouse, like the two biggest military contractors in history. And so your shot for unbiased news is Disney. And he could get out of the truck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know what state-sponsored media is. Not Why is that worse than a corporation? Like, Jeff Bezos is a fucking supervillain. Like, I mean, like, he even looks like Lex Luthor. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, sure, that's somehow it's better now than it or it was better then than it is now. It's like the MAGA people. Like, say what you mean. Like, yeah. like what, what you mean is when history? blacks knew their place <laughs> yeah. is what you're trying to say yeah. to me. Give me a date, time, and place and what you, you know want exactly to say. exactly the great America <laughs> yeah. that you mean. Yeah. Um, what was the news that was so good? And I, like, we don't see a lot of fun, like, Woodward and Bernstein break this huge story kind of thing as much. I don't know. I feel like we, we saw a whole bunch of weird stories getting broken. We just don't care. I, that's true. And we are inundated with news. We yeah. have so many, res like so many, I don't want, good and bad resources for, for getting uh, current with what's happening in your community or in your yeah. world. Um, because there is like, you know, people think Prager's legit. Like, and that's not just rah-rah party teamwork kind of thing that's like people ideologically think like they believe that 
how many million Nazis, you know, uh, they can't, you know, like they can't all be wrong. Well, right. yeah, they can, it turns out. <laughs> right. um, so I don't know, like you have to be pretty careful, like pretty thoughtful about what you're consuming anyway. I mean, I think part of what's successful about just in general, okay, C-SPAN, nobody walks in thinking this is going to be unbiased straight news like you, i mean i say it right in the like it's editorializing like i'm gonna tell you what's happening i'm not gonna lie but i'm also gonna interpret that stuff because i think it's irresponsible for me not yeah. to right you yeah. know it's, it's not okc span brought to you by kaleidi kia or anything absolutely and i would <laughs> you know i would love to be able to make uh, a living that didn't keep me scared mm-hmm. um but like yeah i don't i haven't I haven't encountered any advertising situations that I'd be comfortable with yet. You know what I mean? You can't sell me undies here? I just don't. Well, they're <laughs> not. I don't know if all 12 of our listeners uh, are enough of a market. Hey, for, I'd wear some to the Y. <laughs> you would. I'll tell you what, uh, as we're drawing to a close, I want the audience to get to know you personally a little bit better, and they're going to do so through my lens. James makes me crazy with two specific things that he sticks with that are both wrong. I mean, just simply, not even points of opinion, just factually incorrect. One, I have no idea where you're going here. One is that, and this one's simple, it's just stupid, and he sticks with it, and it's ridiculous, but he thinks that Prairie... Uh, Prairie's tap room in Automobile Alley is on the way to his home in Deep Deuce from the YMCA. So let me just say the Y is on 4th. Sure is. Your your home is, I'm going to say, parallel to that. It's neither north nor south from there. Correct. Prairie is on 8th Street. 7th Street. It's on 8th Street. 8th? Yeah. Hmm. That seems like that's four blocks north. Right, but not the direction north, of your... Right? It's like a It's like a horseshoe. It's not really like a horseshoe. It's more like a pyramid. Yeah. Not even an isosceles one. Actually, an isosceles. We're going to go with that okay. one. I like that better. I'm just saying it's not on your way home. That's just wrong. It's on the way. It's not on the way. Not, you literally have to go a different direction from direct. your home. And I'm also, heading east. That's yeah. all I'm doing. I'm heading east. I'm going to run into Harrison, and Harrison's going to head all the way to the, you know, in that weird angle. I got to worry about getting hit by like 15 different cars. I might as well go a little Could further north. Could you do me a favor and run by Homeland on your way home from here for me? <laughs> Which one? Any Homeland on your way home from yep. here. No. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. You can't. What do you want me to get you? Plums. Okay. You're plum crazy. I love plum, plum insane. So also James erroneously thinks that the talking heads are bad. I, I'm just of the opinion. I'll give you James's yeah. phone number right now so give, you can take I'm, that up. I'm going to explain him. this. I like music where the singer sounds like he knows how to sing. Oh, if that man, makes me wrong, I don't want to be right. I'm at, oh. Here's the thing. You don't know what a lyric is. Like you don't know any lyrics except for the name, if it's the name of the song. You know, if you want really good lyrics, you can go to the library. Jesus You, you, you can Christ. read the book. Oh, that's so fucked up. You're a monster. If it's not got bloops and bleeps or a cute girl, you don't care about it, huh? I mean, they all help. 
I like the bloops and the bleeps. Yeah. Well, I like folk music and hip hop. So who's real now? Uh, it looks like we're about out of time. Uh, this has been a really weird episode. Luckily, we're, we have few enough episodes of this podcast so far that is this out of character for the podcast or is it exactly what to expect? This is like, you know, when they have one of those episodes of your favorite TV show where they go on a journey. Mm. It's like the Sopranos when they're in the forest and the Russian got out. <laughs> that's great. That's really wonderful. That's an excellent, yeah, that's good. Um, well, for now, uh, I don't have anything to, to like promote. Um, I do plan on working with uh, Tony Carfang um, on a, an FAQ about feedback for the city about bike walk OKC plans. We all love Tony Carfang. Tony Carfang is the most dedicated cycling advocate uh, I've ever known in my life, and I've known quite a few <laughs> um, people who tour the nation, in fact, doing that. but It's, it's wonderful encountering his family anywhere. Out it, in the it really is a delight. And that's what I told my therapist the other day. It came up. Uh, yeah, I was talking about Tony and therapy. I don't know why I brought <laughs> it up. But, it. Uh, but I said, I said, yeah, my friend Tony, I said, you know who he is. You don't know it, but you've seen him. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, and I said, yeah, he's got a cargo bike that really stands out. And he usually has his kid and or dog in the front of it. And he, I said, and occasionally takes the panels off and gets them painted with something different. He goes, I know exactly. He lives in my neighborhood. I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> of yeah. course he does. And now I know what neighborhood you live in. And that's kind of, uh, it's very close to where I go to therapy is where he lives but uh, when, it was when you really can't get funny. an appointment you just go to tony's neighborhood and start knocking doors. knocking hey yeah would you know where this guy is i <laughs> showed them a picture of my therapist <laughs> uh, it's a good idea but um all right well uh james thank you for coming through in a pinch i actually i just hit you up last night you sure did yeah <laughs> i didn't have anybody come out here and i was like uh, might as well get James to come on and talk shit on my favorite band. Um, so, Happy to do that anytime, by No, the way. you do that all the time, too. So, uh, folks, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we've been coming to you live from, what is the name of this place? Storyville? Lampstand. They're a story, a story factory in downtown Oklahoma City. I did not know we had a story plant. I would have applied for a job here. Instead, they got me working at the news factory up north. The commute sucks. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, like and subscribe. If you didn't like it, why'd you wait this long? Uh, keep it to yourself. Um, you, what you could do is you could get on iTunes and write a really positive review of this podcast. James, what should they say? What's a really good review that you think somebody should copy down word for word? Well, I think what they should do is rate it five stars mm. and then they can give an opinion on talking the heads. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever they think about the talking heads, it doesn't matter. The review doesn't matter. The stars matter. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, I would like to, I would, yeah. Okay. This is your challenge. Yeah. Um, both of you are listening. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, you, I, I need you to review. Give us a five-star rating uh, and a review that is simply just a few words that express your opinion about Talking Heads. Just say, Talking Heads, colon, greatest band. 
Great band or great band? That's the question I need you to answer in our comments. Thank you for listening this week, and we'll be back soon with another scintillating episode of Oklahoma City-Span Podcast Edition. Thank you. Goodbye. This has been the OKC Span Podcast, produced by Mostly Harmless Media. Theme music by the incredible Nate Ward.